1: Across the Gulf
2: South, it's 7 a.m.
1: Time to wake up on Capital Community Media.
3: Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up. On this beautiful Thursday morning, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Kathleen Higgins. Good hey, morning. Kathleen. Hey, how are you? Woo-hoo.
4: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here today.
5: Yeah, I keep keep waiting
4: for y'all to resend your invitation, but I'm glad to be here.
3: (laughs) I don't think that's ever going to happen. Good, good. It's always a joy having you with us. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh, Kathleen, you know, it's always a great time when you join us. We have plenty of laughs and plenty of memories to hold. But before we get started for today's show, if you don't mind opening us up and Yeah,
4: absolutely. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for this day, for this morning, to be in your presence, Lord. And we ask that, um, that you open our hearts and our minds and our eyes to opportunities that you're giving us today to experience you, to encounter you, and then to bring you to those that that we uh, walk with today. Our Lady, we ask that uh, you just wrap us in your mantle and we you take all of our worries, our burdens, our anxieties, our prayer intentions to the Lord. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, amen. and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you so much, sure. Kathleen. We have some great saints today. Saints Isaac Jogues, Jean de Brebeuf and Companions. They are our Saint of the Days today and Saints of the Day. And we will learn more about them later on in today's show. We are starting off with some events in our listening area. We will give you details about it 10 after. But we are also doing a ticket giveaway to the Fullness of Truth Conference. And I'm only saying that right now. So if you're interested, then head over to our Facebook page right now. Facebook.com, search Catholic Community Media, and just wait by that live video because you're going to want to put something in the comment section if you want to win some tickets to the Fullness of Truth conference. So we're going to be talking about that in just a few moments. So you have to kind of be the first person to be there. So we want to give these tickets away. Those are some hints. (laughs) Go over there and uh, stand by. In 18 minutes, we have the Honorable Rebecca Simmons joining us. She is the executive director of El Camino de San Antonio Missions, and today she's talking about the missions in Texas, announcing official partnership with the El Camino de Santiago in Spain. So this is actually something kind of cool, something... uh, I know San Antonio is kind of far away, but a little bit local Uh, than Spain. So if you were unable to make it I love San Antonio, though. (laughs) Yeah,
4: if you can't make it to Spain, San San Antonio is a good second choice. Lots of fun things
3: to be happening over there as well. So looking forward to that conversation. In 35 minutes, Lou, Louis uh, Audemon joins us. He's an attorney and he's talking about St. Charles Borromeo in Destrahan is celebrating 300 wow. years. Wow. wow. <laughs> so he's going to be telling us a little bit about the history of St. Charles Borromeo in Destrahan and their wonderful celebration. And in 48 minutes, Michael Gormley joins us. He's a mission evangelist for A Paradises Day, and he's talking about the Mysteries of the Rosary series. We're going to be touching on the joyful mysteries today. So I do have all of the information for today's guests in today's Facebook Live video comment section. Uh, So you can head over to our Facebook page as well to find out more information about this. Also, if you have an event in our listening area you want to give us details about, you can send it to us absolutely free at our website at ccmedia.live. We'll talk about it on our morning show and put it on our website calendar, which is highly looked at daily. Stay with us. We have your gospel and reflection coming up right after the break. It is five past the hour on Wake Up.
6: today's gospel is taken from Luke chapter 11. The Lord said, Woe to you who build the memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. Consequently, you bear witness and give consent to the deeds of your ancestors, for they killed them, and you do the building. Therefore the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles. Some of them they will kill and persecute, in order that this generation might be charged with the blood of all the prophets shed since the foundation of the world from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who died between the altar and the temple building. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be charged with their blood. Woe to you, scholars of the law! You have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter, and you stopped those trying to enter. When Jesus left, the scribes and Pharisees began to act with hostility toward him and to interrogate him about many things, for they were plotting to catch him at something he might say. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. In today's gospel, Jesus brings down
7: a condemnation on the hypocritical scribes and Pharisees in the form of woes. They focused on exterior observance of the law, but they utterly neglected the love of God and justice. These men placed themselves in a state of spiritual putrefaction like the corruption of corpses. According to the law, contact with corpses and tombs made a person ritually impure and disqualified a person from worship in the temple. The spiritual corruption of the scribes and Pharisees was far worse, because their hypocrisy and their emphasis on external piety drove people away from the King of God and the Christ who came to save them. Abel was the first person in the Bible to be martyred because of his goodness. Similarly, those who hated genuine goodness murdered Jesus. There is a never-ending line of martyrs that extends from Abel to the present time, and therefore we must pray for the suffering Christians in the Middle East and Africa who are being killed by the thousands. Jesus is again crucified in his members. In our own country, we experience discounts and attempts to isolate Christians from having any effective voice in public affairs. This is a persecution of ridicule and disdain, even attempts to deny Christians of their civil rights. We also experience the assault of men and women with PhDs in sacred scripture and theology who use their knowledge to lock up the kingdom of God from their students and undermine Christ's teaching. It is also a terrible evil that so-called Catholic colleges teach things that destroy the faith of their students. We parents should be careful to ensure the orthodoxy of any Catholic college before our children are sent there. A very useful tool for parents is the Newman Guide to Choosing a Catholic College. And the Newman Guide is updated annually. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Savers.
3: Thank you, Father Chris Decker and Jimmy Sagers, for today's Gospel and Reflection. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Kathleen Higgins. Kathleen is the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. She joins me today. And we are giving away two Priority Pass tickets to the Baton Rouge Fullness of Truth Conference called The Eucharist and the Spiritual Life, Moving Through the Science and Sainthood. This is happening on Saturday, November 4th through the 6th at the Crown Plaza in Baton Rouge. Curtis Mitch, Matthew Leonard, and Dr. Brant Petrie will be the speakers, along with music from The Vigil Project. To win these two free tickets that we are giving away right now, go to our Facebook Live video on our Facebook page, that's Catholic Community Media, and comment in the comment section saying, I want the tickets. That's all you have to put is, I want the tickets, and we will send them to you via email. So the first person to do that right now will win these two free tickets. They are valued at $195, Kathleen, and includes priority seating, Yeah, it's kind of like a little VIP pass. So it includes priority seating, an exclusive lunch on Saturday with the speakers, and a goodie bag at check-in, yeah, and admission for Saturday and Sunday. So all other meals throughout the day are not included, but you kind of get a little like, yeah, VIP seat with the speakers. I wonder... You can just kind of pick their brain a little bit. Look, and like, yeah,
4: the the speakers that are going to be there, I mean... I, I took classes from Dr. Petrie, so anytime I can sit down with him and just go <laughs> tell me all the things about Jesus, <laughs> um, and he, he's such a cool guy. Um, and so I'm, that's going to be a really cool opportunity for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well, what's happening in the diocese? Yeah, there. Look, we got we got tons going on. <laughs> um, so the few <laughs> events that are just going on around the diocese that have to do with our office um, is tonight uh, is our Pro Vita dinner. Not our Pro Vita, the Pro mm-hmm. Vita dinner. Um, and this dinner uh, benefits the March for Life trip that goes uh from Baton Rouge, from the Diocese of Baton Rouge, uh, to the March for Life in Washington, DC. And so this, if, you, if you've been around the diocese, if you've been around young people, you know that this trip is phenomenal. Um, and the, but it is also expensive to bring all those people. Uh, so <laughs> this is a really cool event, the Pro Vita Dinner. Um, it benefits the March for Life in these specific ways. It helps to bring uh, religious, um, our priests, our sisters, our seminarians. It also goes towards some scholarships for our young people. Um, it's, it's been an interesting last couple of years, right, because now the march looks a little different. It's a lot more celebratory. Um, so, mm-hmm. so I'm excited. That, that event is tonight um, at uh, St. Michael High School. and You can go to youthmarchforlife.org org um, And there's also a uh, silent auction, which is my favorite thing in the world, because yeah. I get to throw some bows in the most gentle way uh, and block people out. It's it's awesome. Um, I love a good challenge. <laughs> also, uh, St. Teresa Middle School is uh, they're rocking it. And they have a team of, of student ministers and they're holding a, a praise and adoration night uh, in November. Now, this is in, the, in a little bit, but November 16th. Um, and it's open to students sixth grade and above. So any of your middle school, high school students, there's gonna be um, music, games, pizza, confession, uh, led by the one and only Deacon Michael Parker, who is- totally legit um in all kinds of ways uh, kevin mccall is going to be there to pray uh, he has a beautiful gift of intercessory prayer uh, there's also going to be a parent talk uh, by emily froba um, and so that's going to be a really cool event at saint Teresa middle school uh, but it's open to sixth grade and above uh, there's no charge for entry uh, but they ask you to bring a perishable food item to support the food pantry
0: yep
3: amazing well carmel has won the two tickets congratulations carmel Carmel, for winning yes so we will send those to you and uh, congratulations thanks for standing by the facebook live video today (laughs) the honorable rebecca simmons joins us when we return from the break it is 15 past the hour on wake
2: up This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 19th. Today we celebrate Saints Isaac Jogues and John de Brebeuf and companions. Today's Saints were the first martyrs on the North American continent. Each one answered the call to preach the gospel among the Huron Indians in the New World. Their faith and heroism planted belief in Christ's cross deep in our land. In 1636, Jesuit fathers Isaac, Jogues, John de Brébeuf, and their companions arrived in Quebec from France. Given the existing intertribal rivalries and uniform hostility toward Christians, the missionaries were immediately at risk. Between the years 1642 and 1649, all were captured, tortured, and put to death. Following his initial capture and escape, Father Jogues briefly returned to France, where he was welcomed as a hero. But his zeal led him back once more to preach the gospel among the Hurons. John de Brébeuf was expelled for a time when the English captured Quebec, but he returned four years later. During his 24 years in Canada, he composed catechisms and a dictionary in Huron, and received 7,000 converts into the church. The eight Jesuit martyrs of North America were canonized in 1930. Today, they are honored by shrines in upstate New York and in Ontario, Canada. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
4: Welcome back. You are listening to Wake Up here on Catholic Community Media. My name is Kathleen Higgins, and I am your guest host today. Get excited. I am joined, as always, by Gabby Smith. Uh, We got Dave Dawson and uh, Jeff Blackwell back in the booth running all the, the, the technical stuff and making us look good. And they do a good Mm. job of it. (laughs) I am super excited about our next guest um, because I love San Antonio. Uh, But I want to welcome to the show the Honorable Rebecca Simmons. She's the Executive Director of El Camino de San Antonio Missions. Now, I said that, Gabby said it so much more eloquently, but that's my Baton Rouge accent. How are you, Rebecca, (laughs) this morning? Rebecca? Rebecca? Oh, well, we are going to be back with Rebecca. OK, so but let me tell you about San. this is a really cool thing while we're waiting, because I, I, yeah. I was afraid that she I wouldn't be able to talk about my experience with San Antonio. I, I went several years ago to speak at a conference in San Antonio. I'd never been there in my life. Uh, the farthest I'd been into Houston was I mean, to Texas was Houston. Um, and I get there and it like I'm staying in a hotel right next to the Alamo what yeah, That's and cool. it was and, and it's just so um the culture there is so evident and so beautiful and so like um it, it's everywhere and not only is uh is the hispanic culture there right and the history mm-hmm. is there um but also the the catholic culture is very present prevalent um, and so, uh, you know, we were, we were, we stayed in this, this hotel, uh, called the Manger right by the, the Alamo. And it was where, um, Teddy Roosevelt would like, would recruit his rough riders. Right. And so wow. I was like, so it, we're going to mass, you know, at the, it's beautiful cathedral, but also, um, you know, talking about Teddy Roosevelt, <laughs> In a bar, yeah. So, okay, we ha- so we have <laughs> Rebecca back, I think. Uh, but San Antonio, lovely place. I'm sure she's going to tell us some more about it. Rebecca, good morning.
0: Good morning. How are you?
4: I'm good. How about you? Doing good. Good. Well, okay, please tell us about uh, the El Camino. Now, I'm, we're familiar, some some of us, with the big El Camino, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, tell me about the, the El Camino de, de San Antonio right here in the U.S. of A.
0: Well, it is a brand new program out of the Archdiocese of San Antonio. You know, we have four colonial Spanish mission churches, and they are part of a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and they are just a real gift to our city and a treasure that we want to share with the world. We also have a cathedral that's the oldest cathedral, you know, continually operating in Texas. Uh, and so we are inviting people to do a wonderful walk along our San Antonio River. They are connecting trails to all of these missions and to the cathedral. We have passports for them, passports for children, and you get your passport stamped just like you would if you were on the, the big Santiago Camino. Yeah. And if you do that and you come back, we'll give you, and you got to walk it, we give you a Compostela. And we have a partnership with Spain. And so you can start your El Camino de Santiago in San Antonio because you can take your Compostela to Spain and get Thirty-kilometer credit for wow. one of the routes, the English route, and uh, and then complete your walk in Spain. And it's the best part about it is when it asks you on your on your certificate, you'll put down where you started, and you can put down San Antonio, Texas, as oh. where you started. Wow. Mm-hmm.
4: So I I think you mentioned this, but how how long is of the of a walk is it
0: in in San Antonio? All right. So, you know, it depends on basically how long you kind of meander around each mission, but approximately it can be approximately 20 miles, but you don't have to do it in one day. You can break it up. You can come one weekend and do six miles. You can come another week and do two more. You can do it at your own pace. We want to make it as accessible for people, their families, children as we could. So the, the, the deal is once you get started, you don't have to just move forward for 20 miles because that's hard, particularly if you're in our San Antonio heat. Yeah. So we do it where you can just do, you know, a, a piece at a time.
4: Yeah. Well, uh, can you give us I know you were talking about your your historic mission churches. Can you give us maybe some some little snapshots of, of what what's unique about those churches? I'm sure they're they're gorgeous probably.
0: Um well, you, you know what? I mean, they're they're not cathedrals, right? Sure. They are active parishes that are the old original structures of the seventeen hundreds. So for instance, Mission Concepcion was finished in seventeen fifty seven and inside there are remnants of these just wild colored Uh, frescoes. So the exterior of the church and the interior had frescoes all over, and you can see the remnants of these original frescoes. It also had some of the original artwork, that would have been in the mission churches. And the acoustics mm-hmm. are amazing. We have choirs come from all over Texas to sing in our mission churches because the resonance is beautiful. They weren't built for speakers. They yeah. weren't built for, you know, microphones. Right. So they're just beautiful, and they're some of them have relics we have relics of uh, John Paul II relics of actually um, St Francis San Juan Capistrano kind of the namesakes for of these of these mission churches and so they're very peaceful and prayerful places you know what's yes. not the whole point of this is to have a a true prayerful true contemplative type of pilgrimage that's really the benefit it's not the certificate you get it's not the miles you walk it is your relationship with christ your relationship with the almighty as you walk along and it is open to all faith that's incredible
4: that is incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, um, tell me a little bit about uh, your cathedral as well. I know that I, when I visited there, um, Archbishop Gustavo, who I love, uh, was telling us that it's it's the center point of San Antonio. Like it is, it's this it's in a central it is the central location.
0: Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah absolutely it is the center it is the heart and soul of san antonio and it has been there since the 1730s Um, because what happened is it's a beautiful structure it's large now to accommodate a big city but inside the church they kept the first the old church the one from the 17 that was started in the 1730s completed in the 1740s that small church was uh, encircled by the cathedral it was incorporated into it as it grew so there is a piece of it back in the back that um, has it's kind of in the round and uh, it's, it's the original chapel it's the original church so it's really interesting there is a big copper uh, or brass brass circle on the floor that tells you this is the center of san antonio texas yeah. And so mm. it is then available for people. It was part of the Battle of the Alamo. They raised the flag in one of the towers of the cathedral. Um, we have some of the heroes of the Alamo in tomb there. Uh, it's just been a part of the life of the city for three hundred years.
4: That's incredible. That's Ugh, I loved visiting there That's when I, you know, I was sharing earlier. Um, I, I came several years ago to speak at a conference, and I, I was just so and encouraged uh to see the the culture um the catholic culture so prevalent uh in san antonio which was which was amazing i am super excited about uh about this opportunity because like because the the big camino right in spain sometimes that's hard to so you got to take time off work and you know months sometimes but this is really cool that it's accessible to people here in the states
0: Absolutely. And that was the key point. As I said, this is a spiritual pilgrimage. We, you know, we are offering up and we have, um, you know, you can do a self-guided thing. If you go on our website, we have little guides, self-guides and things like that. And we have a pilgrimage center that supports you. But um, the key thing is that it is accessible because you know what? If you don't want to walk it, don't. Bike it. Drive it, bus it, uh, and you'll get a Peregrino certificate. You know, you'll get something for completing it, but you don't have to walk it because that is – uh, we want to make it accessible to everyone, and we want to make it accessible to our U.S. audience. You know, yeah. we can't take all take six weeks off and go walk across Spain, right? That's just right, <laughs> that <yeah. is laughs> not going to happen for most of us. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but you can take a weekend, right? right. And, and we're getting pilgrims from all over the United States. You can take a weekend. Uh, it's very easy, actually, to do the whole thing in a weekend. You yeah. can do part of it on Saturday and then finish up at the cathedral for mass, and you'll be recognized. There generally as a pilgrim, if you let the priest know that that you've arrived. Yeah. And uh, and we take groups. We have guides. We can take groups, or or you can, like I said, you can do self paced. It's whatever you want. Very
4: cool. That's awesome. Ah, oh, I love That's it. So
5: cool,
4: Rebecca. Yeah. Where can people I, I go? Just... Oh, go ahead, Gabby. Sorry.
3: Oh no no no, we're running out of time, and Kathleen, you were about to uh, ask the question that I was going to ask. You know, where can people go to sign up and find out more information? What do they need to do to
0: get started? All right. So, um, Kathleen and Gabby, I expect you both to do this, and that is to go to uh, our website, uh, CaminoSanAntonio.org, and there you can find lots of information. You can see the map route. You can see how you can register for a, 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 a passport, and so that you can be ready to, to come on in and do your walk or your bike or however you want to complete it to do your pilgrimage
4: that's awesome yeah, well thank you so much Rebecca for sharing with us Executive Director of El Camino de San Antonio Missions uh, We it is 30 after the hour um, we're halfway through get excited there's a lot coming up after the break this is Wake Up
3: It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Kathleen Higgins. Kathleen is the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. So grateful to have her as our guest co-host today. Thanks for our having Our next me. guest. I know. And you know, Kathleen, I really appreciate your perspective on our recent guest with Rebecca. That was just so cool to learn a little bit more about... Yeah. Uh, that opportunity that's not too far away from us. Right, it's not far. So, yeah, so take a look at that on our Facebook page. (laughs) Definitely, 100%. Well, let's talk about something else that's local. Louis Othman joins us. He's an attorney, and he's talking about St. Charles Borromeo Parish in Destrehan is celebrating 300 years. My goodness. Good morning, Louis. Thank you so much for being with us today.
5: Good morning. It's my privilege. Well, Glad to you be know, you.
3: like you know, like Kathleen has been to San Antonio and was talking about the El Camino over in San Antonio, I have been to St. Charles Borromeo and Destrohan a handful of times, and the people there are so friendly. The parish is beautiful, and there is so much history it's just right there in our own backyard. So can you tell us, Louis, a, a little bit about the richness of this parish in South Louisiana?
5: Sure, you're right on the money when you, when you describe the people. That, that's the difference that really makes the difference in our parish mm-hmm. is the, is the pastor, the priest, and the people. So our church parish has been around for 300 years. It survived floods, storms, fires, levee breaks, the war of 1812, the civil war, and it sits today as the second oldest Catholic Church parish in Louisiana, behind only the Archdiocese of uh, New Orleans or the St. Louis Cathedral Parish in New Orleans, which was founded in 1718. So we started mm. in 1723 on the west bank mm. of what is now St. Charles Civil Parish, and it was a very primitive, very basic uh, church facility, and then roughly seven years later, it was moved across the river in 1740 to where it currently um, sits in Destrehan, Louisiana. So a lot of different cultures came into play. It started with German settlers, um, and then in the year 1764, the King of France gave the territory to his cousin, the King of Spain, and it sat under mm-hmm. Spanish rule for roughly six years, and then in the year 1800, the King of Spain returned the favor and gave the property back to the King of France. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as we all know, in 1803, the territory was sold by Napoleon to Thomas Jefferson, and since then, it's been a part of of America. Uh, but it's a very unique church. Um, it, it had more than just a religious significance. Back in 1806, it was a log cabin that burned down, and it was rebuilt as a wooden-framed church, painted red, and it had a maritime significance in that if there was a cargo vessel coming from the north, heading south to the port of new orleans the crew didn't get paid until it passed the little red church and our church fair our annual church fair still bears the name the little red church festival so there's a lot of history that's that's continued to the present day and we're very proud of the fact that we've stayed in business so to speak for for 300 continuous years
3: That is absolutely incredible, such a rich history. Well, let's also talk about a unique chapel built in 1723, a very small chapel, but it has so much behind it.
5: Yeah. One of the other uh, unique features from the past that we're holding on to and commemorating in the present is the Father Perret watercolors. So Father Perret was the pastor for 21 years um, into the 1800s and, and right before and through the Civil War. And um, while he was the pastor, he certainly was was the main focus of of life in that area. And he captured what life was like at that time through some watercolored etchings. And for 128 years, those watercolor etchings sat in an attic in France, not known about. And a relative found the the watercolor paintings and notified um, the St. Charles Borromeo officials. And we have managed to to recreate those watercolor paintings, and now they're permanently displayed on the campus around a display of the Red Church. So it's a way Mm. of really identifying with with what life was like back in the past. In fact, those watercolors were deemed by the Louisiana State Museum the most significant and accurate depictions of pre-Civil War life that existed, uh, still exists to this day. So we're very proud of that. And the other thing we're very proud of is we've had 38 separate pastors over the last 300 years, and we've just mm-hmm. installed in our foyer, or our Northex, as it's called, a chandelier with 38 separate light fixtures to represent each of those 38 separate pastors. The current pastor mm-hmm. is Father Mixie Akuri. Uh, he's doing a fantastic job of shepherding our parish, taking on not only the responsibility of managing a thriving church parish, but also an elementary school, as well as Mm -hmm. this year-long celebration that has had meetings for over a year, multiple committees, multiple volunteers. And he, in particular, is very much looking forward to November 4th. when We're going to commemorate or or, uh, close the ceremony with a Mass with the Archbishop Gregory Amen and probably over 30 other members of the clergy, so it's going to be quite a showing.
3: Okay, so tell us a little bit about that event uh, as well. So it's happening on Saturday, November 4th at 11 a.m. You're going to have more than just a mass, too. People are going to be able to take a look at this history and take a look at some artifacts as well.
5: Yeah, one of the uh, exterior features that we've um, installed and and, in the process of completing right now is what's called Ascension Plaza. And it is designed to encapsulate all of the 300 years of history that we've managed to maintain. Um, it's going to have a, a brick-paved walkway that we're going to use to permanently um, document the history going forward for at least the next 100 years, and then it's going to have the ascending Lord. It's, it's got a statue of Jesus in the posture of ascending to heaven, which is obviously all of our goals and ambitions as Catholics is, is to get to heaven and, and to be reunited with with. Jesus and, and, and God himself. And then another neat feature we're doing is a memorial book, which is going to be a comprehensive collection of all the different artifacts, all the different notes and facts and figures that we've managed to maintain over the last 300 years. There have been a couple of fires that have destroyed some of that history, but uh, all of what has been maintained is going to be reproduced in this memorial book, and it's going to be our gift to the future generation so that they can realize how important it is, to keep that uh, history going. I think it's also important to, to recognize the current church. Um, yeah. It's no longer red, it's white, uh, and as you mentioned um, a minute ago, it's, it's majestic. It really has uh, a unique feeling. Um, it was first built in 1921, and then it was a, a major renovation in 1977, and one of the very unique features of that renovation was the installation of a six-foot square, so six foot by six foot square, marble altar, so imagine the weight of that, Mm -hmm. and it sits Mm -hmm. on top of a 400-year-old walnut tree trunk that was cut Mm -hmm. from a tree growing at the time in the town that St. Charles Borromeo lived in. So I think it's really important for us to not only recognize we've survived for 300 Mm -hmm. years, but to recognize who was St. Charles Borromeo, the man himself. Why is that name so common? especially to not only the parishioners of St. Charles Borromeo, but also the citizens of St. Charles Civil Parish. So if, if you don't mind, I'd like to offer just a little bit about Borromeo himself. He was born in well, 1538. Lewis, we have
3: about about 30 seconds left, so we are running out of time, um, but we're going to have to have you on again. But I do want to touch base one more time with the details for the wonderful festivities happening on Saturday, November 4th. Where can they go to find out more information?
5: Yeah, so the church has its own Facebook um, page that you can get all the details. Seating in the church itself is going to be limited. So you need to call Mm -hmm. in advance to make reservations to be able to sit in the church. But the gymnasium is going to be opened, and the Mass celebrated by Archbishop Eamon is going to be live-streamed. So you're welcome to come and, and attend Mass, even if it means you're sitting in the, in the, in the uh, gym. It's going to be live-streamed, so you'll, you'll be seeing exactly what's happening in the Mass itself. And then we're going to have the dedication of Ascension Plaza to follow the Mass, and then there's going to be uh, essentially a food festival after that with free food oh. for all those who attend. So we're really looking forward to it.
3: Amazing. This. Amazing. Louis Othema, attorney and you know parishioner at St. Charles Borromeo Church Parish in Destrehan. Thank you so much for being with us. You definitely don't want to miss this event. You can also find it on our website at ccmedia.live. Stay with us. It is 45 past the hour on Wake Up.
4: Good morning and welcome back. You're listening to Wake Up Here on Catholic Community Media. That's a sh- that's a shift for me from radio, but Catholic <laughs> Community Media, I'm Kathleen Higgins, your guest host this morning, uh, and joined by Gabby Smith in, where, you're all over, the- now you're in Mississippi. I'm I know, I keep, yeah. I keep. This is why I need to come around more often. Uh, Gabby is joining us. I am I am having such a great time. I'm now going to set up a cot in the corner in the studio and live here because I <laughs> love it, and I love you people. <laughs> our next guest. We love having you with us, oh, by the way, you. and Thanks. a highly requested co-host. <laughs> I love it. It's a good time. It is a good time for sure. Um, our next guest, Michael Gormley, is the mission evangelist for Paradisus day um they produce the popular that man is you men's program you've probably heard it heard about it but um mike is here to talk about their their series on the mysteries of the rosary the and the joyful mysteries that they just released good morning mike how are you
1: hey doing really 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 well how are you
4: i'm doing great i love this series um well, first, tell us a little bit about it, because it's more than just, you know, I expected when I first saw it to see someone reciting the rosary, right? Another video, which, which are beautiful, right? These are great um, uh, assistants in our, you know, in our aids for worship. But um, this is much more than just recit- a video of people reciting the rosary. Tell us about these, these two series that you put out so far.
1: Yeah, so it's meant to immerse people into the Rosary in order to help them with their, you know, contemplative mental prayer, meditative practice, by actually doing uh, one of my favorite things that they did, which is to go to the actual sites in the Holy Land where these individual mysteries took place, and to record um, a meditation on it, a discussion on it. Meanwhile, the backdrop there is the actual place of, you know, the first one we did was during Lent last year, so the, we did the Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary. So there's the Holy Sepulcher, you know, all of these different places that were just incredible and very moving. And then uh, for upcoming for Advent, we want parishes to be able to, to have groups and get, get people gathered together in order to pray the rosary. So if you think about it, it's like the teaching component that preps you for prayer and then you pray the rosary. So that's kind of like the, the one-two punch, all filmed in the Holy Land.
4: Wow. Yeah. And I always, you know, of course we can't ignore what's going on over there, um, you know, recently. How mm-hmm. is that uh, affecting y'all's project? Um, are you, you know, are you still filming or?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, so Mark Hartfield, who is running this project, and uh He's he's incredible. I mean, to yeah. think of like this huge uh, overseas filming and all the scripts and all the different interviews that, that that are kind of spliced throughout. He he gets it all rolling in like four to six months. It it really is incredible. Yeah. We partnered with Four PM Media. There's a there's an actual organization over in Israel. You can imagine that the demands for like video of the Holy Land and photography of the Holy Land, all the mm. different religious groups and all that stuff. It's pretty high. So they have a a streamlined process to try to help people it's called something like the Holy Land Biblical Film Society or something like that yeah. so you got to do all this stuff but now with the conflicts going on over there and because we run such a tight schedule he's actually supposed to go over there and film the luminous mysteries in february
5: ah. so mm.
1: yeah who knows if that's even possible i mean obviously There's a very secondary concern compared to the loss of life and the violence and all that stuff. So, yeah. um, But the thing that, like, so I went to the Holy Land, independent of all this stuff. I've only been with Paradise's Day since June. Last October, I went to the Holy Land with a group, and it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Like, it is Mm -hmm. wasted on retirees, retirees, no offense, (laughs) because there is so much, like, there's so much to see, Mm -hmm. so much to do you're walking everywhere it is incredible and yeah. it will shape the rest of my life and the moment i saw the first video for this uh, i watched it with my family um i was like oh my goodness i am right there like they were right at all the places that you want to see you know in in these rosary yeah. um meditations it's just incredible it really is
4: yeah, I ha- I have not been to the Holy Land yet, but uh, it's definitely on my near bucket list. I knew it was something that I yes. didn't want to wait till I was, you know, till I was in in the in the silver sneakers club. Shout out! Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's and it's a, there's there's power in that, right? To be in a place, you know, we talk about the presence of, of Jesus in the Eucharist. So there's power in that, but to to be uh, in the, in a place where Jesus walked, where Jesus stood, you know, where, yeah. where he talked to the, the apostles, mm-hmm. that's an incredible, um, experience. Yeah. So yeah. You were, you were talking about how you, uh, you watch this series with your family. Um, who do you suggest, like, who, who do you, how do you suggest this, this series be watched or be viewed?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you can watch it in numerous ways. The kind of the the ideal form is you get a group of people together over at your house, you you sign up, you go to the com. you sign up for it. It's free. um, And you watch the series together weekly. Like, that's kind of the ideal. There's seven episodes. So obviously, five episodes for the five mysteries, and there's an intro episode and a concluding episode. And what you do there is you build a little small group of, of rosary-praying people, right, which yeah. is what I think the church needs more today. But you can watch it on your own individually in your house. Um, what we did with my family was um, this summer I showed my kids the the wonderful YouTube video, The Power of One Hail Mary. Mm. And it's like a two-and-a-half-minute video, something like that, which is a clip from the, the Lenten um, Sorrowful Mystery series. And it's beautiful, and it's, it, it's very powerful and i know like half the people in the film and so i was like oh you know that guy father joe yeah i know him blah 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 so um it was cool for me to talk about it with my kids but then we just ended up watching the sorrowful mysteries and my kids loved it they're about 30 35 minutes long um and uh but but my kids loved it they they watched it they you know it it deepens your rosary experience and you know my kids i mean they they range in age from 8 years old to 13 Uh, Half of them have ADHD like their dad. And so they're able to sit still and enjoy and see everything. Because uh, it's so beautifully done, yeah. so it, it, it's yeah. for all ages. Really, that's it.
4: incredible. Yeah, and, and again, what I love about this is that it's not just you know I, I think sometimes even even those of us who are who are quote unquote church, you know, we we we're faithful. We go to mass. We know all the things. Sometimes there are things that we discover about our faith, you know, that mm-hmm. we thought we knew. <laughs> you know, and so so to yeah. sit down and re- and even to remember this is why we why we pray the rosary. Yeah, that's so, beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, and the Holy Land adds such a beautiful component to it that that I was like, oh, yeah, beautiful pictures, neat. But no, it it shakes you. It's it's awesome. Oh, my
3: gosh, I bet. That's incredible. That's on my bucket list as well, Kathleen. Hopefully I'll go. Yeah,
4: (laughs) for sure. Now, you mentioned that it's free. Now, where can, and I think you mentioned where we could find it as well, but where can people go to view the series? Yes,
1: you want to go to therosaryseries.com uh and that that it just takes you to a web page where you just you know email address and you're 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 ready to rock and roll there. The cool thing about it is um it's also gonna be uh you know it's available for faires it's, it's there uh if any men are involved in Batman is you they get the format it's a similar style format of uh what a normal Batman is You session is um but the uh yeah so the rosary is the easiest way to do it some of the episodes will be on like formed and yeah. they're on the wild goose yeah. TV because 4 PM media, we work with them and they're incredible. And they also work with father Dave Bavanka. Uh And, you know, as we grow the platform and other things, you, know, you can find some of the episodes on YouTube and whatnot, but the rosary is the place to go. Great.
4: Great. wonderful. <laughs>
3: My goodness. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being with us, Michael Gormley, Mission Evangelist of Paradesis Day. Thanks for being with us, Kathleen. Today was just a show full of history, uh, reminiscing, like and learning a little bit more about our faith. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
4: so great to have us, have you with us today. If you don't mind closing us out. Sure. And the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we thank you just for this opportunity to be together as faithful witnesses to you. We ask that you go with us through our day. Um, that you, again, you make yourself known to us, and that we can find you in the still small voice. We ask all this in the name of Jesus, Amen. In the Father Amen. and the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m.
3: Central Time. Have a wonderful Thursday. God bless.
5: Wake Up is a
1: production of Catholic Community Media.